Welcome, guys. Thanks for being here today on our uh, InfoSec Trends uh, little talk show. We wanted to kind of bring you guys on today and talk about the topic of SOC 2 reports and how they're all not created equal. There's a lot of noise in this space, um, and I figured no better way than to just have a conversation. I know you guys have a little experience in this world. Um, so why don't we just start off by, uh, Stas, maybe introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Great. Uh, my name is Stas Pajuka. I'm the uh, founder and CEO of Compile. Um, I've been in the information security space, uh, well, pretty much forever. Uh, I have a degree um, in the space, um, and I've been a CISO in multiple organizations, predominantly focused on financial services. Um, but I've, I've been around the space for a long time. Very cool. So you've uh, you've been involved with a SOC 2 uh, audit before? Uh, I've been involved with uh, SOC 2s well before they were even called SOC 2s. I remember, I think the first one was like an SSA 16, like, <laughs> cool. know, like 15 years ago, uh, when no one had any idea what the hell any of this stuff was. That's funny. Uh, and Simon, welcome. Uh, thanks for being here. Maybe give us a little background on yourself as well. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm the co-founder of Compile. Um, I work with Stas. Um, I started my security career in managed service providers. Um, I've worked in a diverse range of, of different companies across the Asia Pacific region. Mm. Um, I've managed, uh, worked in a CISO position for a while, uh, been in the IT security industry for about 20 years, primarily focused around policy governance, uh, risk and compliance. Uh, with a little bit of a a kicker in the technical stuff as well, um, yeah. So that's about that's about it for me. That's sort of where I sit. Cool. So you as well uh, have been through a SOC two audit. Are familiar with the space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is bread and butter for us. So. Well, that, that's why I kind of wanted to have this chat with you guys because there's so much noise in the space today. You know, 2022. Um, organizations are trying to get secure for multiple reasons, um, and it seems like this SOC 2 report, the pursuit of a SOC 2, has become uh, a little more common conversation going on in organizations, all the way from like a startup um, to a small to medium size, and obviously in the enterprise world. Um, but why don't we just start at the beginning? Stas, maybe just talk to us about a SOC 2, uh, type 1, a type 2, what the difference is, what the purpose is, um, and then we can kind of go from there. Sure. So um, a SOC one. Uh, so a SOC one is is financial uh, is financial reporting related. Um, a SOC two is information security uh, related, um, and a SOC three is a uh, essentially a summary um, of either one or two that can be shared out for a customer. Um, there's they both SOC one and SOC twos are uh, you have a type one and a type uh, type two. Type one is a moment in time. Type two is um, traditionally done over a period of time, about six months uh, in length from um, what, what's called an observation period. So once all of the controls are in place, you kick off the observation period. Um, and when uh, a third-party auditor comes in, they take a look at everything that you've been doing for the past six months, and um, they either sign off um, what you've been doing or they note some uh, non-conformities uh, in, in your reports. Very cool. Um, and... Simon, what are some of the like like what what are some of the motivation kind of motivating factors right when it comes to an organization wanting to pursue that SOC two? I know um, I'm sure they they range right like maybe maybe there's like a fancy piece of new marketing and sales material, uh, but then also there's probably organizations that actually really like value and need to get secure and have confidence in their kind of infrastructure. Um, maybe talk to us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so so uh, sub twos serve several functions, right? I think the first and foremost is it's, it validates the execution of your security program within your organization. It shows that your security program is up to snuff, that um, you're providing adequate levels of security to um, to both your key stakeholders internally and then your your external stakeholders, your customers, right? The second thing it does is it validates uh, that the execution that you are making is okay for your uh, for your customers as a vendor. It shows that you can operate uh, effectively as a, as a, as a vendor from a security perspective and protect their data. They're, they're primarily the two points that um, that people go after SOC twos for. That's interesting, and there's this. I, I think like what, what I find and kind of reading into the space is there is this thought or this idea that like all SOC 2 reports aren't really created equal. You have um, this like rush and get it done method and then you have maybe a more mature and robust method. Is is the kind of uh, – how would you look at that from like the method that you're going about uh, achieving that SOC 2? Is it the audit part? What 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 kind of – uh, change ma- makes them not equal. Stas, maybe you could talk about that. Sure, uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. Tra- um, traditionally, soft twos were uh, were reserved for um, large organizations. Um, they they tend to be quite costly, um, especially if you're working with the big four um, uh, to, to get them accredited. Um, the 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 main the main challenge here is actually designing the the framework around uh, not even the SOC two but around like any uh, any security framework. So um, you know, getting things in place like policy standards procedures would be the like one of the first fundamental things that needs to, that needs to be done. Um, there's a lot of people going out and buying you know endpoint solutions and and trying to like trying to get easy wins. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that needs to be done in order to achieve uh, a SOC two or another uh, um, you know a, a a similar uh, accreditation is is a lot of just putting in fundamentals in place uh, in an organization. So, like policy standards, procedures, like I mentioned, um, making sure that you've got change management, you've got a, a, you know you've got risk management, um, that you have a general idea of what you need to do as an organization to handle um, uh, handle incidents um, and handle uh, you know an ever changing environment, especially in the security space. Uh, a lot of this stuff is really. Um, uh, is really not not sexy. Uh, there's a lot of work that needs to go into it. Uh, policy uh, policies can take a long time, um, but once those policies are designed, you then have to implement them. Um, but those policies have to be meaningful. They have to be well thought out, um, and uh, and then they need to be implemented and then tracked. Um, this you know this this process is uh, is not easy, um, and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it it, requ- it requires uh, it requires expertise and uh, and quite a bit of handholding. But uh, once it's in place, you have a robust you have a robust platform in in the organization that can be built upon. And can I can I just interject yeah. there? Um, what we do find is that some organizations try and cut corners, right? Yeah. Like let's let's not beat around the bush. Some some try and cut corners, and they do that by reducing the scope. We're at the scope of the audit, we're not yeah. we're not auditing everything in our environment. We're only auditing the stuff that we think is important, um, and they might only audit a reduced control set, um, yeah. or only look at uh, only look at um, empty policy, right? Policies that do the bare minimum, not necessarily protect the organisation. So when you go out and you view that SOC two report as a um, 
as a as somebody that's hiring a vendor, you're looking at the SOC 2 report that may be clean. But if you look a little bit deeper, you can see that it's really focused on something that's unrelated to your business or it's um, or it's focusing on controls that you don't necessarily care about, right? Or the, or there's controls that are just being satisfied directly by policy, uh, policy yeah. that is unenforceable um, from a technical perspective uh, or a process of, um, you know, process of people perspective. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I, after reading into the space and this concept of SOC 2s aren't all created equal, what's, what's interesting is at the end, right, like at the end of this process, um, an organization that is SOC 2 accredited versus another small to medium sized business that's SOC 2 accredited, right? Like, you know, they, they, they seem on the surface that they're even, that it's the same thing. But if you kind of peel back and look into the details and maybe one organization, uh, you know, let's just say, for example, yeah. when, went through the process of, of actually generating like custom policies, right? And then another organization um, used generic policies. It, it seems that th- there's inherent risk um, just kind of speeding through this. And then it yeah. almost defeats the purpose of the yeah. entire exercise. 100%. I mean, like, the, the I'll give you a really good um, example here, right? Um, most organizations use G Suite, right? Um, they use Google Drive. They use Gmail. Um, but how we use Google Drive versus how you use Google Drive as a, as a separate organization is completely different. Um, we might not store any confidential data because we use Dropbox as as our you know uh, data repository, whereas you might use uh, Google Drive all the time, and all of your data goes in there, and um, you know, and you're building third party apps over top of it. So um, you know, you're letting third parties access your uh, access your data. Uh, the controls that you put in place are going to be completely different between what I'm putting in place and what you're putting in place. Uh, to put blanket controls over something like that without even thinking about it or reporting on KPIs or stats that you're interconnected into G Suite, but you don't actually know what the data is being pulled um, or uh, or being able to quantify it is just noise. Um, and, uh, you know, it it doesn't add any value. It adds no security. If anything, it, it adds, uh, I mean... It adds a um, it's it's a false sense of, of security that you're adding here, and it's an unknown amount of risk, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and and then you then you start thinking about executing your SOC two, and one of the main components of SOC two is risk management. So now you start looking at a uh, at an organization applying it applying it to your to your company, and sitting there and going, well, there is an unknown amount of risk here because we just don't know, you know what levels of security are aware. So yeah. um, SOC 2s are only important, they're only important and they're only useful when you understand the full gamut of information that's been tested, how well it's been tested and by who, and, um, and the controls that are actually being tested are, are validated to be executed over that testing period, right? Without that, it's a, it's a useless piece of paper. And then there are so many organizations that take vendor management and go, okay, there's, a, there's the SOC 2 uh, with this company. They're now low risk because they're following a framework. But you open up the curtain and you can see that it's just not worth the paper that it's written on. Yeah. And, and if anything, like, I think like we should just, we should just coin this right here. Like these, these are SOC 2 lights because like a real SOC 2, uh, <laughs> Like a real soft two takes a lot of effort. Uh, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of due diligence, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of 
discussion, right? Like another example, right? Uh, you mentioned, you know, risk management. Risk management, it looks completely different from organization to organization. Um, you know, some organizations require enterprise level risk, uh, risk registers and risk management committees, uh, and full documentation about how they came up with their, uh, you know, risk mitigation strategies and, um, like that, 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 that takes work. So you can, you, that takes work. You can definitely streamline it, um, and make it as efficient as possible. But we have, you have to understand how that organization operates. Uh, if you're filling out, you know, equivalent of an Excel sheet, with some risks on it, and then you're putting a finger in the air, putting some likely impact on it, uh, to satisfy an auto report, that's not risk management. And that, that type of stuff is really important for an organization because, uh, if they're not focused on the things that matter or they don't know the things that matter, they're never going to be able to put the fundamentals in, like they'll never be able to put the fundamentals in place to protect their data. And you can buy all the endpoints solutions in the entire world. But if you don't know what you're protecting, it all, it all falls by the way. So, so I guess, I guess like a lot of like, um, like something that I'm thinking about is like the red flags in this whole like kind of process because, and I think it stems from um, going back to what we were originally talking about, like the motivation, what's the motivation. So like, if uh, maybe someone on your sales team is approaching a founder, a co-founder, and they're saying, "Hey, um, I, I'm trying to close these deals, but I keep I keep getting asked like if we have a sock two. Um, and well, this is this is where the, like this whole thing is like a perpetual cycle of like nonsense, right? Like yeah. uh, you have these companies that are going out that are getting sock two, getting sock two lights uh, <laughs> in order to satisfy uh, audit requirements uh, or customer requirements and uh, they are, they're making, they're making, they're making it harder for everybody else that's actually like gone through the processes of, of, you know, putting robust controls in place and making sure that they're doing the right thing. And these are like, these reports are coming out and they're not written, the, like they're not worth the paper they're written on. Uh, and they're devaluing, uh, the, they're devaluing this industry to the point where they're going to be worthless and we're going to have to move to another standard entirely uh, with even more, uh, stringent controls and more, uh, you know, more, uh, you know, overhead, um, because this process has now been, uh, you know, so devalued. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically a joke of, right? Like, that, you know, that's, that, that's, that's what we were all thinking. So, so the, the reality, um, of going out and getting a stock too light, as Stas said, is that it's, it's only ever going to come on stock in six, 12, 18 months time when, when, um, a company that you're, that you're preparing a pitch for or something or, or a proposal for turns around and goes, you know what, this isn't worth the paper that's written or, or I'm going to get some Show me, show me yeah. your, show me how you enforce it. Well, I yeah. think, I think part of the issue though here, right, is it going back and I'm sorry to kind of belabor this, but it's the motivation because I think for some founders, like, like I don't come from a technical background, right? So like, I feel like I can, I'm not saying I can relate, but I can understand a founder who is unaware maybe and not kind of knowing what the risk he's treading on by going after and pursuing a SOC 2 light. Um, but in reality, it's like one of those things where you really got to read up and kind of come up to speed or surround yourself or bring on somebody in, in on your team that can educate you of what that risk actually is. Because I think some people barrel down this road and they're not even aware. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I mean, so, go, go on, sir. So, so you're you're exactly right. That 
the um, awareness of, of SOC 2, it, it really is the buzzword at the moment, right? Yeah. Like everybody's going out and getting a SOC 2 so that they can compete and the motivation isn't there to protect the organization. Right. And that's the primary objective of SOC 2 is yeah. to protect your organization and validate that you've got this, the, the appropriate processes and execution in place to be able to protect that customer's data. But by getting this up too light, you're just making a joke of the system. So I guess the, the moral of this whole discussion is to ensure that when you are going for a SOC 2, that you are doing it for the right reasons, that you're getting the full value out of a SOC 2 execution and that you're improving your security posture so that in, yeah, 12 months' time, if you do get audited and you do have to validate your controls, that you're just not going backwards and having to, you know, redo it over and over again because you're failing those control audits, right? Yeah. But, but on top of that, like, things change so rapidly, especially, like, you know, uh, small, medium-sized businesses, like, they're, uh, they're changing all the time, right? They're introducing new technology, they're introducing new processes, new people, all, like, things are, things are happening really, really quickly. I mean, the, the need to change, um, you know, the control sets, uh, for like, or with the adjust controls and SOC 2 is pretty, it's pretty common. Like that, I mean, that's all about, that's what all the continuous improvement is all about is, is that need to constantly grow the business and make changes and enhancements and then be able to capture that and put, um, you know, put the, the appropriate controls in place and being able to track them. Like, um, like a blanket approach is, it will, like, it doesn't work. Um, it, it doesn't work as a checkbox. Yeah. Well, it, it, it does if you've got one product and you're, you're very simplistic in your execution. But when you add that complexity, that's when you really need to think about how that execution of that SOC is going to happen. You've really got to think about how you're going to execute that security program because it's not just one application. It's not just one product. It is a, a plethora of different products across. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So, you know, it kind of makes me wonder if um, if there's been this kind of uh, little loophole in this process that's kind of emerged, right, to kind of expedite this process, achieve your SOC 2, SOC 2 light. Um, do you do either of you believe that there will be a new standard to uh, that that maybe can't be rigged or can't be jigged or is it? Is it up to the organization to really just kind of come up to speed and uh, understand the value of a SOC 2 and go about it maybe in a more secure way to ultimately reduce their risk, right? Like, like I guess I, that's, that's what I wonder. Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, like, SOC 2 or ISO or, uh, you know, high trust or HIPAA, or, I mean, well, HIPAA, you have to, you have to comply with, you have to comply with. But, uh, like, this is, this is all stuff that, you know, that you should be putting in place after the fact that you, you've invested the, the proper time and due diligence uh, into, you know, satisfying your own requirements, right? Like, what are you as an organization, uh, you know, worried about? Like, where, like, uh, how do you protect yourself and, like, protect your business, right? This, like, there's an incentive here for people to, to do this without any, um, you know, accreditation over top. Like, how do you protect your, your customer's data? Like, this security is an investment and it is a necessity. Um, Especially today, yeah. shouldn't be enforced through a piece of paper. Like, um, you need, like, you need to work with teams that understand your business that can help you achieve your strategic goal and allow you to scale your business securely um, and efficiently. Yeah. 
And I, I think the paper is, is, is the um, is the after afterthought. It's no. the validation that you're executing. You've done something correctly. Right. And and I think that it's and go back to your point there, Daniel. I think that the it's important to understand that it's not just the responsibility of the business, but it's the responsibility of the auditors as well, right? Yeah. It's the it's the ethical approach. You've got to make sure that you're validating just as as um, correctly and true as the the people that are actually executing the stock do in the company. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's uh that's a good point too. Um. One one last thing. Um. You know, you know, from from the 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 startup world that, um, and maybe even the small to medium sized business. I, I don't know that this is this is going on as much in the enterprise level because I think I think their risk appetite is just so much smaller. But it, it, when you're a little scrappy startup and you're growing, I think part of the challenge here too is like the barrier to entry of like one of the big four being your auditors, right? There's a cost barrier here. Um, yeah. Kind of going about this in this major robust way that there's, there's dollars associated to it. Absolutely. So how, how do you, how does like, how do you think a startup or a small to medium sized business needs to kind of think about that, where they're allocating dollars and, and how to achieve There's that? lots of, there's lots of ways to do this without a SOC too, right? I mean, like, um, the, I mean, the main driving folk, like the main, one of the main focus focuses for SOC 2 is the reduced amount of vendor due diligence from, uh, from third parties. Right. Um, but if we're talking like, and, and you know, I'm not, you know, there are, you know, SOC 2s, uh, that we do or that, you know, that we're involved with are very thorough and, uh, definitely reduce our customers overhead quite a bit in terms of uh, vendor assessment. But there are some vendors that no matter what they come back and they have, you know, they have additional questions, they want clarification. That's, that's inevitable, but there are other, um, there are other frameworks, um, that, um, you know, like ATIC and uh, SIG, uh, just to name two right off the top of my head, that like are um, you know are pretty well regarded. They're very thorough. There's uh, there's different uh, there's diff- different levels of them, uh, and uh, you know they they don't require any accreditation. They just require that you're upfront and honest about what you have in place and what they are expecting you to do. Um, and there's some there's some flex there, but that doesn't require any type of investment. That's Free, apart from uh, you know a, a small uh, annual annual charge from these companies about using their framework, but like that has been the way that it's been done traditionally until you get to a point where you can afford a SOC to a credible uh, auditing firm. Yeah. The other thing, the other thing too, is that if you if you look at the investment that you've got to make from a small or medium you know enterprise business, whatever you want to call yourselves, right? Um, perspective, you don't. You don't go out and spend your money showing somebody that you're capable. You spend your money being capable, right? You've got to have that capability before you prove that you've got that capability. So irrespective of whether or not you're going to get a SOC SOC 2 or not or, you know, any other accreditation, you you need to build that framework. You need to build that foundational control before you do that. So go out and spend your money on building that control and validate it through those methods that that Stas pointed out. They're using SIG or whatever, right? Um, by doing that, you're protecting your data, and yeah. that's the primary objective here. Yeah, nothing uh, else matters. Right? And I guess in, in kind of closing, part of uh, 
part of, I think, this chatter and this discussion around like all SOC 2s aren't created equal, maybe barrier to entry with dollars. I think it, it's, it's also a shift in the way people are, are, are thinking about this stuff because, um, you know, like, like what's at risk is, is your entire business, right? Your, your reputation, uh, maybe, maybe cost, um, data, right? Like, so the barrier to entry and, and the cost of maybe doing this, um, in an expedited fashion, uh, maybe on the back end, you're, you're going to wish you just went about this in a, in a more secure way. Absolutely. You're just going to, you, you're just going to end up doing the work twice. Um, but yeah. that's all that's going to end up happening. Like, uh, this isn't, this really isn't a checkbox, right? Like, yeah. um, you as an organization, um, you need to understand where your risks lie and how you protect, how you protect your own data. Cause like one security breach, uh, or one, you know, one data breach, like your reputation is shot, um, and you're going to lose all of your customers if you don't get sued into the ground. Um, like yes, um, and no piece of paper is going to protect you from that. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Sock doesn't sock doesn't give you the tick box that says you can't be you can't be breached anymore, right? Right. It, like we said before, all it is is a piece of paper. So you need those controls in place. It's funny, and it, that is a risk mitigation exercise. You, so, got, you define the risk, and then you mitigate it based on the fact that the impact is going to be larger than the mitigation costs. So um, that's what that's what you need to do. You need to mitigate that risk through through proper security control. So so you're saying, uh, you know, as an organization, you get breached, customers stop dropping, uh, starting to uh, email your SOC 2 report over to your customers saying like, oh, no, we, we had a SOC 2. That, that's not going to save them from uh, leaving? No difference whatsoever. No difference whatsoever. <laughs> This is good. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for kind of jumping in and having this conversation. I, I think it's really important because there there's a lot of information, uh, but as much as information is out there, I think there's a lot of misinformation around this space. And it's going to take, I think, some, uh, some new voices and uh, so, some knowledge uh, getting brought to these conversations for people just to think about this differently, right? Like, you know, if, if they're really, may, may, I think Stas, you're onto something like maybe like there's a SOC 2 light um, and then there's like a robust SOC 2 report that and, and they're different things. And uh, it's important for people to think about that. So Absolutely. thank you uh, for being here. Thanks for the chat. And uh, I will uh, talk to you guys soon. All right.